every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Today, I'm joined by Kelly Ruda, and Kelly is a former clinical psychotherapist of two decades who evolved to become a sought-after breakthrough strategist in the entrepreneurial world. Kelly helps women elevate into the 1% by disrupting themselves to create a powerful identity that matches the outcomes that they desire. Kelly really believes that women are being called to rise and lead like never before, and we are perfectly positioned, she says, to create a massive healing impact on the planet when we come together to create abundance and success. I loved connecting with Kelly. Her energy is fantastic. And I love this conversation feeling really energized and inspired. Kelly sits down with me to talk about a lesson that she's learned about using our trauma and experiences to propel us forward towards success, both in business, but also in life. Kelly shares with us the growth that's come from sharing her personal history and experiences, and I'm so grateful for the level of vulnerability in this week's new episode. She also shares with us the joy that she's found as a result of diving into this work. Kelly's reflections and honesty will leave you not only feeling inspired, but remind you that our life experiences are part of our story. It's what builds resilience, character, grit, tenacity, and compassion, both in our lives, but also in our businesses and our work. And really, at the end of the day, we have power over our trauma and our experiences and what we choose to do with it. To learn more about Kelly, this week's new episode, and our series, Lessons In, head on over to our website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this week's new episode, Lessons in Using Our Trauma and Experiences to Propel Us Towards Success in Business and in Life with Kelly Ruda. So I think it's really interesting how in entrepreneurship and in online spaces and even offline in our real lives and our friendships and our relationships, we don't often talk about our trauma. We don't talk about um, things that we've experienced, either dysfunction or abuse or whatever it might be. And then the relationship between that trauma and dysfunction and business. So I'm excited for us to have this conversation because 
I love this idea that you can still succeed. You should succeed in spite of, or maybe even as a result of, you know, your personal life experiences. I could not agree more with what you just said. (laughs) It's the reason I'm so excited that you invited me on the show today because I'm obsessed with talking about this and making it more of a mainstream conversation that feels safe to have instead of embarrassing or, or shameful to have. Yeah, I think that's so important too because often we get lost in the shame or we get lost in the stigma and then it prevents us from speaking our truth or it prevents us from building the business that we are excited about or applying for that job that we're excited about. So I'm curious in your life and in your experiences, what has it been like either moving past trauma or dysfunction or shame or stigma or guilt or whatever the emotion might be, Mm -hmm. or as a result of it, really allowing yourself to step forward and succeed in your business or build your business? What has that experience been like for you? It's been both challenging and incredibly rewarding. So I have both significant childhood trauma and lots of dysfunction. Um, I was molested at the age of three. So my life started with trauma, Mm -hmm. basically. And, uh, you know, I went on to have multiple mental health diagnoses, depression, anxiety, and eating disorder, complex PTSD as the result of having such an early traumatic experience. And yet I've been able to build multiple successful businesses first as a psychotherapist and now as a coach for female entrepreneurs in spite of, and partially due to having these difficult experiences And so I don't really ever say I'm past my trauma. Mm -hmm. I like to think of it in a slightly different way, that my history, my experiences, negative and positive, they all come with me Mm. for the ride. And because I don't identify as a victim, uh, I I honor that I was victimized, but I don't think of myself as a victim or a survivor. As far as I'm concerned, surviving is, um, that's just the basic baseline Mm -hmm. for me. It's about thriving. And so I bring my trauma with me, not in an active way, but as part of my story and as part of what has built resilience and character and grit and tenacity, because I really believe that there is not an odd that is thrown in my way that I will not rise above. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of work and now I teach other people how to do this work to become that person who truly acts as if and and believes that she is limitless, that nothing is going to be thrown in your way that you can't find a way around, through, or over. Yeah. So for me, it's not about you know getting past the trauma or getting past the dysfunction. It's about purposefully, you know, intentionally and mindfully building myself in a way that the trauma doesn't have power over me, but I am in command of it. Hmm. Trauma doesn't have power over you, but you're in command over it. That is so powerful. And I think especially what you said too, about how you bring all of your experiences with you. So they mold you and they shape you, but it's up to you and it's your choice. It sounds like to use those experiences to fuel your fire, to allow you to grow, to, um, 
continue to overcome. I think what you just shared is is so powerful. And I think anyone that's listening to this is going to resonate, I think, with your story. Um, so thank you for what you shared. And I'm, I'm so sorry, too, for, for all those experiences you had, especially as a kid. But amazing how you've been able to use them for good, right? Use them to yeah. uh, motivate you and propel you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I No child should have to no, experience never. that. And yet the truth is there are so many thousands of children that do. And I think trauma amongst entrepreneurs and business owners and mental health challenges, what we know about the statistics is that there's lots of us Mm -hmm. who have one or many of these things going on in the background. And yet somehow there is this sort of underlying current especially in the online and social media space that you're supposed to make things look like you've got your ish together all Mm -hmm. the time, which is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I see one more photo of somebody in front of the Eiffel tower. I'm going to vomit. Stop it. (laughs) I can't stand it. So I think what the emerging world, I mean, obviously our world is changing very rapidly at the time of us recording this. I think for those of us who want to emerge with the new economy, with the new world, with the new, everything that is new, what we have to do is make this very mindful decision, which is I can't control what happen to me or what happens to me, but I can be in command of how I respond to all of it. Mm -hmm. That is the one thing that I always have a say in. And that is the mark of somebody who has truly learned how to master themselves Mm -hmm. because we don't have a lot of say in what happens to us or even sometimes in our businesses or our families But we absolutely have a say every time in whether we will react to it or we will mindfully choose a response to it. And that is a skill, much like any other skill that we build in our careers or, you know, running a business or parenting or partnering, right? All of these things are learned skills that we have to practice and turn into habits. And once it's a habit, it's just who you are. And so that's what I teach women how to do so that regardless of what the economy is doing, or if there's a pandemic or there's something going on in your family Mm -hmm. that you can respond from a place of command instead of trying to control everything all of the time. Yeah. I think that's really powerful advice. I think especially right now too, when we're in a space, we're in a global pandemic, systemic racism is at the forefront in the United States. We're about to have the most important election, in my opinion, of our lifetimes. And you've got all of this going on, plus yourself, plus your own experiences, plus what you're experiencing, your family, your work, your relationships. So this piece about being mindful, being mindful of, yes, what it is that you've experienced, but also being mindful about where you want to go and what you want to do. And I think what you said about online spaces is so true and, and interesting as well, because I think we're seeing a shift there as well, where more people are willing to be honest and vulnerable about what it is that they're experiencing and how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur or how difficult it is to work from home and have small children or just work from home in general. And so this mindful, this, this piece about being mindful um, and intentional, it sounds like it's really the key. I would agree. It is the key. And 
it is about creating habits around that, right? So Mm -hmm. we can be mindful from time to time, or we can create the habit of mindfulness being just who we are and how we operate. Yeah. We can be consistent from time to time, but if you, you know, make a habit out of it, it's going to serve you so much better, which in turn serves your team, serves your clients and customers, serves your family, your audience so much better. And so I I laugh often because so many entrepreneurs And business owners put money and time and energy into learning skills uh, like how do you hire, how do you run Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. how do you create a funnel, and yet they never stop to invest that same time, energy, and money in how do you become a true leader? How do you tap into limitlessness? How do you master your own mindset, your own way of being so that everything you touch, every business decision, every relationship, every offer you put out there is of the highest good to everyone involved, including you. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the real work. Mm -hmm. That's the real work. When you have that mastered, then any of the other strategic and tactical stuff that you do for your business, it's going to become so much easier. Yeah. I love what you said that this is about creating habits. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. for you, if one of those habits had to be, or you chose for it to be believing in yourself, because I think that's a journey, right? In and of itself is believing in what's possible for you, believing in your own success, believing um, that you have, you know, something of value to share or that you yourself are of value. I look at it sort of as like a muscle that you have to build, but I'm curious in your life and in your journey, if building that belief in yourself was, was one of those habits uh, that you had to cultivate as well. hundred percent and for a long time. So this is something that's central to the work I do with clients because we have beliefs on a conscious thought level. And then we have beliefs that are hardwired in on an unconscious level. Mm -hmm. And we have brain wiring that goes with both. And so you can think I'm worthy, I'm valuable, I'm deserving. But if unconsciously, or the word that gets used a lot, just sort of in everyday language is subconsciously. Mm -hmm. If on an unconscious level, you have a program or a belief that you are not valuable, you are not worthy, then that will always overpower your conscious thinking that you are valuable. So what I like to teach my clients is that I am not worthy is the universal limiting belief. Mm. In 20 years as a psychotherapist and six years as a coach, I have never met somebody that did not have some level of that belief active in their unconscious that had to be reprogrammed because it impacts everything you do Mm -hmm. from how you speak to the opportunities you go for, to how you price, to how you sell, to how you deliver. And so if you consciously believe I have value and worth, but unconsciously you do not, the way human beings are wired, the unconscious wins every time. Yeah. I mean, maybe 99% of the time you can use willpower, you know, 1% of the time and push your way through it, but that's not sustainable. 
So that belief has to be changed on a deep unconscious level. And then you have to do things consistently so that you aid your brain in rewiring its neural pathways to support that new belief. And I think that's a place where most coaches don't go deep enough with their clients. Mm -hmm. And so there's some short term, I feel better. I'm more hopeful. I'm more more optimistic because you worked with your conscious thinking, but then that lasts for a very short time and you will backslide based on the quality of your unconscious beliefs. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting point. I've never heard someone say that that is the universal limiting belief, but the more that you were speaking and the more that I'm thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense because not believing in your value or not believing that you're worthy, it stops us from so many experiences, from taking chances, from going after the thing or or whatever it is that we want. And so I love this. It's a universal limiting belief. Yes. It sounds like obviously you've been doing this work for so long and so much of it has been, it sounds like inspired by your own journey and your own experiences. Mm -hmm. But at what point did you decide to... Um, maybe step forward and share with others this this sort of message that you can be successful and have trauma. You can be successful and um, be experiencing difficulties or experiences with your mental health. At what point did you decide, okay, I've got to share this message with others? That is a great question. And I just want to before I answer that, I want to applaud you for your language. So as a, you know, trained psychotherapist, I listen very carefully to language. It is the, you know, mirror to your mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I talk about frequently is and mindset versus or mindset. Mm. And I hear a lot of women say that they're afraid to step into immense success because they believe you can be successful or you can be a good mom. You can be successful or you can be a good Christian. Mm -hmm. You can be successful or you can have a happy marriage. And I'm all about the and, not the or. So I love that you used and multiple times. That made me smile so hard over here. (laughs) Uh, But to answer your question, there have been several, I would say, aha awakening moments along my journey. I know people love the stories of, and then this one thing happened and it changed everything. Mm -hmm. But in reality, for me, there were several times on my path. The very first was I was about uh, 20, I'd say about 20 years old. And I was in class with my favorite psych professor and she just inspired me. She was in the first graduating class of women that, that when Princeton allowed women to go to school Mm. and she is a feminist and she just was incredible and amazing and saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. And I was in the active throes of an eating disorder and I was gazing out the the classroom window one day, probably obsessing about food. And she was talking about personality structure. And she was talking about the ego. And I don't know why, Sydney, this caught my attention, but it did. Mm. She said she was talking about the inner voice that we all hear, that we all listen to. And she said, you know, that voice that says all those mean things to you every single day, Mm. all day long. She said, you have to realize that's not your voice. Mm. That's the voice of your ego and your ego 
has a very specific agenda. And I, it was like I snapped two. And in my head, I remember thinking to myself, because I am a very rebellious person, I don't, you know, I was that kid that was saying, you're not the boss of me from the time I could speak. <laughs> and as soon as I heard her say that, the light bulb went on and I thought, wait a minute, you mean this thing that beats me up every single day is not the boss? It's not even me. I don't even have to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that was it. It was game on for me after that, because that was the moment of realizing I don't have to listen to that. That doesn't get to decide who I am. And that fueled a lifelong goal of defying statistics. Mm. And so I'm still driven by that. I defy all the statistics that say, based on my experiences, on my diagnoses, on my trauma, on everything, that I should not be where I am. And coupled with having parents who were I think very frightened to have a child who was so outspoken and so independent and so bullheaded and so <laughs> I'm going to do it my way, not your way. They constantly gave me messages. Don't do that. You can't do that. You're going to fail. Mm. And my answer was always watch me, mm. watch me. And so I've defied everything. The best thing you can say to me is you can't do it. That's the greatest thing you can ever <laughs> say to me is you can't do it because in that moment I will immediately decide it's done. Mm. And so there've been many of those moments. I'm going to be 50 next year. So, you know, there's been a long journey. My first mental health diagnosis was at age 14. So it's been a 36 year journey. Yeah. And so there've been many of those moments of realizing I, de I decide. Yeah. You don't decide. I decide. Yeah. And yes, there are going to be people and circumstances that may get in my way, but I will always find a way. Why? Because I decided. Yeah. It goes back to what you, you talked about at the very beginning of this conversation about how um, it, in essence, taking your power back, making the decision yes. that you're not going to survive because that's the very baseline as you shared, but instead you're really going to thrive. And I think this whole conversation and your journey is a true testament, I think, to allowing your experiences to be part of you, but to propel you and not limit you and not stop you. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and for having this conversation with me, because I think not only is it so timely with so many of us, all of us practically at home and adjusting to a new normal, but also along that new normal are new businesses and yes. uh, new experiences, both positive and negative. So thank you so much for for joining me and having this conversation. Kelly, where can everybody find you, uh, connect and, and learn more? Oh, thank you for asking. So I'm really easy to find. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and you can find me on my website, which is very simply kellyruda.com. I love to connect with people. So 
I answer my own DMs. I, you know, answer emails. I am readily accessible. So if there was something about this podcast that resonated and spoke to you, you know, I would love to hear from you. And also, Sydney, I just want to thank you because I think the people who have podcasts who are willing to sort of delve into topics that are a little uncomfortable or mm-hmm. make people feel a little bit vulnerable and and that we discuss this and we put it out there. I think those are the podcasters making the biggest difference right now. And that takes bravery. And so I applaud you for being willing to dive into some topics that are a little touchy and yet so, so powerful. So Mm -hmm. thank you for doing this and thank you for having me on. It's really been an honor. Oh, well, thank you. I couldn't do this without, without people like you who are willing to hop on the mic with me to be just as vulnerable and honest. Um, because I say this all the time, but there's so much power in sharing your voice and your story. And you never know who's listening, who uh, might resonate, right, with what you have to share and find maybe a little nugget of inspiration or hope. So I can't thank you Agreed. enough. That was so kind what you said, too. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.